right, and welcome to another live episode of Stuck in My Mind podcast. I am your host, W-I-Z-E. Big shout out to everybody on the BS3 network. Today's our first day airing on the BS3 network, which is on Roku. So you can down, go to the down, uh, Roku channel and download the BS3 network to check us out every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I have a very special guest on today. She's a CEO, and I'm so excited to speak to her. Welcome to the show, Jocelyn Morin, nurse. Thank you so much. It's really great to be here. I'm so excited to be talking about this with you. Yes, yes. We're going to talk about the important, important, uh, importance of leadership because that's something you help people develop is that is that leadership skills and to help because you're an entrepreneur and that's something mm-hmm. and I, that's something I recommend all to entrepreneurs do is take courses to help you improve your leadership skills and everything. So let's just get into it. Yeah, absolutely. Let's. <laughs> All right. So like I said, you, you you help people become better leaders. What is the key for someone, a regular, someone who's, who's uh, a business owner and what are some keys that can help them become better leaders? Yeah, I would say the first thing is to really know why you have the uh, you built the business that you built. Like, what are you trying to accomplish with that business? Know what your mission is. Know what kind of culture you want your organization to have. Because not every organization is the same. Not every leader is going to be the same. And one of the most important things is to be authentic. So if you don't understand why you built your organization, why you uh, want to build the business that you are building, you may actually end up building a business that you don't like. And if that happens and you grow it, you're going to end up being resentful of your business because then you're going to feel trapped in it. So just be like super, super clear with that. Like, why are you doing this? Because it's going to inform the whole culture. Okay. Um, what, what, is your, what is your leadership philosophy? What do you believe? makes a great leader? Uh, For me, it's people-centric leadership. I am really, really big on that. It's a a term that's, um, I'm going to say, more recent, but it's not a new concept. If we look back, uh, there's conscious leadership, there's servant leadership, uh, and it's work that dates back to a long time ago. If we think about uh, the B Corps principles, it's all tied to this concept of people-centric leadership. And really what it is, what I think is, is essential as leaders, is we have this opportunity, uh, whether it's because we have a a fancy title or whether we are just put in a position where we're leading other team members, we have this opportunity to have a positive impact. And if we want to have that positive impact, then we really need to understand uh, ourselves. And if we want to talk a little bit about skills, uh, self-awareness is a huge one for if you want to be an effective people-centric leader, because uh, you need to understand your impact on others. And especially if we're going to be uh, dealing through difficult situation, because often entrepreneurship, right? It's it's a roller coaster. So yeah. <laughs> some days it's like, it's awesome. And other days <laughs> wow, how am I going to get through this? And so to be able to navigate that and not have our team members feel the full force of of that roller coaster, yes, they're going to be 
coming along with us. But if we want to support them through those difficult times, we need to understand how our reactions impact on them. So a meme that I see a lot is, is two pictures. Uh, one picture is someone is, is a, is a boss telling his employees, you need to go do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And then there's another picture and it says, this is what a leader does. And he sets the example and everyone else follows. And to me, that one was much more, to me, was it was so much more impactful because they're showing you, hey, I'm not going to have you do anything I wouldn't do myself. Whereas mm -hmm. if this lead, this person is just bossing you around and telling you what to do, not really explaining to you how they want it or how they want it to work, expecting you to figure it out, where a leader shows you, hey, this is how we I want it done. This is how we're going to do it. Look at me. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting that you bring this up because I'm sure you've heard uh, these days about the whole, you know, great resignation and quiet quitting yes. and all that stuff. Well, it comes back to that because you were just mentioned like the boss type. Like, I, I really believe that one of the reasons why we're seeing this is because of those boss types. It, it starts with that person who um, perhaps isn't uh, necessarily interested in elevating the team members as much as they're interested in elevating themselves. And maybe it's that boss type who uh, is chasing the bonus as opposed to uh, spending time thinking about how can I remove obstacles so my team members can be the best that they can be. And so I really think that that has contributed to a lack of communication that shuts down essentially team members. Because if you have, as you said, like that boss type was just like, do this, do this, do that. How does a person feel fulfilled in that? You don't, you just, you just like going, okay, I, I guess I'm not allowed to think I'm not allowed to, you know, be a person. I'm just going to be here and tip, 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 tip. So why are you hiring a human and, you know, might as well figure out a way to get a robot to do it. Cause you apparently don't care what I think. It's not good for people. Nobody wants that. <laughs> so people want to feel valued. They want to feel like they're contributing to something. And so it's finding those amazing individuals and then just removing the obstacles and then embracing them as whole human beings at work. And, and you were talking about that, that leader that shows up and is kind of there showing the way it's like, yeah, be there with the team, show up at work, like be, uh, be present when there are difficulties, inquire how the team members are doing. Um, you know, just, just be that person who is genuinely interested in the human that is within the organization. Yeah, because right now it's it's mainly with a lot of these jobs is you're here to make us help us make money. You're not you're not help, and and that's the problem with a lot of people is they they find themselves at these jobs that they're not happy in that they're miserable that they don't that they, all they did oh, just every morning they dread waking up and going to work. Yes. Yes. And that is the worst feeling. Imagine most people need to work, right? Most people are not have, independently they have, wealthy. They have so bills, they have bills they have to pay. Absolutely. They exactly. Bills to, pay. <laughs> bills to pay, mortgage to pay, you know, all these things. And so why create a, an environment where people don't want to come to work? Like 
why as leaders would we choose, and I'm going to actually change that term as bosses, why would bosses want to do that? Because if you're a leader, then you really want to be there for individuals and you want people to be as happy as can be. I mean, for sure, um, I don't want to fall into that, that idea that, oh, well, once you found your passion, you know, every day is going to be magical. That No, that's no, there are going to be tough days, even if you're doing the most, you know, the thing you love the most in the world, right? Oh, yeah. No, listen, I love podcasting, but there's days that I'm like, oh, man, this is a lot of work today. <laughs> but but it, it, the, the best, the great thing about it is I'm having a great time doing. Yes, it's a lot of work. Like when I first started, a lot of people, when they start podcasting, they they see the outside. They see, oh, I'm just going to upload episodes and I'm going to get all these downloads. They don't see the work that actually goes into it. Mm -hmm. They don't see that you don't have an editor. So you're you're the editor. You don't have a promotion team. So now you're the promotion team. They don't see all these little other things. They just see the finished product. They don't see all the work you put in behind the scenes. So sometimes, yeah, it's kind of hard. So once that's why a lot of people who start podcasts and after like six, seven episodes, they get burnt out. Yeah. Like, they're like, <laughs> I can they're, like see they're like, um, no, this is a lot of work. I didn't expect mm -hmm. this is more. This is another full-time job. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it's just it's I love doing it. So one of the reasons I went live is to avoid having to edit because now I go live. Honestly, I go live now because it's so much easier. Now it saves me time on editing. Um, it's already like if if I have to promote the back episode, that's what I have to do now. I don't have to really edit the episode because it's live. And if it's if I mess up, hey, it's live. It it happens. It, it's, exactly. It's, it. it's authentic. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. And I think that because of that, like you. Like we just said, even if you have your passion, you found something that you really enjoy, that you really want to do, there's still those days that are more difficult and it carries you through though, because you believe in what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. In and 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 it's, it's actually given me an opportunity to become an entrepreneur. It's it, the skills that I've developed doing my podcast. I've improved on my editing skills. Now I hire myself out to other people who don't want to nice. do editing. Or I, I, I've realized that I want to start going into coaching because nice. it's been me being able to step out of my comfort zone and start my podcast and do something mm -hmm. that because I was never in media. I, I'm, I'm a table games dealer, but okay. I, I've I've enjoyed podcasting so much and I've seen the effect I have with doing my podcast with people sending me a message telling me, hey, that episode was important. I needed to hear that episode. Thank wow. you. And to have those comments and to have people send me those messages has shown me that, okay, you have a little bit more to offer. So I'm, I'm learning, I'm talking to some um, mentors and, and coaches and everything. And eventually I'm, I'm, I'm starting in the direction to going into coaching. Nice. I'm, I'm at least taking the step towards it because it's, it's the evolution of myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I love that you just mentioned that the evolution of yourself, because we were talking about leadership skills earlier. And that's one of the things that you want to do as your leader, as a leader, you want to be able to help people grow. And so, you know, you started with something and then you gain new skills and you're like, Hey, I actually re -enjoy, really enjoy that. I want to yeah. do more of that. And so you're moving in that direction. And so a good leader does that. It just recognizes the human being, their entire human being and stops trying to put them. Okay. You have this job description and therefore you are going to do just this. 
that's not good. People want to evolve. They want to grow, just like you were talking about. And so as a leader, you want to support team members to figure out, you know, hey, you enjoy this. Great. Do you want to try this other thing? Do you want to you know, elevate your skills? What, what, how can I best support you in that? Mm-hmm. And it's actually, um, a lot of people are worried, like I'm going to keep calling them bosses, uh, are worried that, oh, it's going to cost a lot of money because then we're going to lose them. No, it's going to be the opposite. You're going to keep that team member longer because that team member is going to feel supported and they're going to feel like, Hey, I'm learning and growing. And as long as they're doing that, they'll want to stay. They're going to feel that they're going to feel that you appreciate them. Cause exactly. you're showing, because someone, some, if it's anywhere else, they're like, oh, I'm not going to show you that skill so you can go somewhere else and make more money. No, mm-hmm. you, it's, it's going to be like, hey, would you like to learn this yeah. so you can, whatever reason, you want, hey, want to learn how to do this? Yeah, okay, let's, because sometimes you need someone else to know different parts of the business or different parts mm-hmm. of whatever it is. Yes. You shouldn't just have one person stuck on that. Hey, expand. Hey, you want to learn marketing? Sure, let's 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 go work with the marketing department. Or, hey, you wanna you wanna do whatever thumbnails, this uh, design, whatever. Let's work with. So for me, and and me personally, it's like I don't know everything. So no one does. On my team, on my team, we got designated positions. Like, hey, you know that that's your position. Hey, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I need help on something. I know where I need to go. And if yep. someone knows, someone on my team knows. Hey. Wise knows all all the tech gears that we all the gear that we use. This is how we use it. I'm gonna go reach out to Wise and see what he can. And I know that I don't know everything, so I I dele- I I know when I have to delegate someone to, that knows more than me. But at the same time, I'm also, I'm also willing to learn. I might not know it all, but I'm also willing to learn and grow because it's eventually I might have to do it. I might have to step in one day when that person is not in, and I, I might have to do some work. Yes. And I just, I love so much what you just said, because that's a sign of a really great leader, humility to be not feel like, okay, I'm the boss. And therefore that means I must know everything. And I'm the only one information flows one way. No, a real leader is recognized. It's like, okay, I don't know everything. I want to make sure you know, I have all the perspectives and I know who to go talk to and Hey, you have a great idea. Fantastic. Love it. And you encourage that. You're not squishing it going, oh no, my ideas are always, you know, the best and all that stuff. So, so that's exactly (laughs) it. Having that humility and being able to, yeah, just pull at it, love it. And then what happens is that it encourages people and then it makes them, you're building their confidence and then they're going to come to you with all kinds of other ideas. And so it just makes everything better. And if you had shown up and been like, no, do this that way, do that that way, then they wouldn't come to you with ideas. And then your product wouldn't be nearly as good because you don't have all these ideas coming to you. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I'm, I'm someone, like I said, I don't know everything. I, but I'm learning and I'm willing to learn and I'm, and I'm willing to ask questions of the people that do know the question, know the answers to the questions that I have. Yeah. <laughs> so what what do you what are, what are some essential skills of a strong leader yeah well we talked a little bit about humility and self-awareness uh i would say that another really 
uh, important quality is uh, just coming back to that desire to elevate other humans. I think that it's that desire to uh, make a positive impact. I think that that is really essential because then it really makes the leadership other-centered as opposed to self-centered. And it just fulfills that promise of a team where we pull, we talked about a little, a little bit about it, where we pull um, from our team members and help them be their best and essentially elevate a whole organization. Um, I think that if we try to uh, go at it alone too much, we're actually missing out on a huge opportunity to tap into these amazing individuals that we have on a team. And then there's something that happens in conversation where we try to push each other a little bit in, in a very positive sense, right? Not, not, you know, <laughs> we're not bullying each other, but just, <laughs> you know, just nudging each other a little bit outside of our comfort zones. Uh, and then something magical happens where these, these ideas are generated and it just makes everything better. And also, I think uh, as part of that, one of, of a, an important leadership skill is that uh, ability to embrace healthy conflict. And that what scares a lot of people because they, they hear the word conflict and they're like, oh, conflict, conflict is bad. Well, it depends. I mean, yes, uh, the, the negative conflict, that idea of unregulated emotions where, you know, somebody's just yelling and, you know, doing all these things. Okay. No, definitely. That is not healthy. We don't want that, yes. but healthy conflict where we're having a, a, a conversation, perhaps at times a little passionate conversation rooted in respect and rooted in the idea that we both want the same thing, or not just both, and maybe more people at the table, but that we all want, let's say, to solve a problem that's existing. And we're all, we all want the same type of result. I was going to say similar result, but we say the same type of result, but we won't approach it all the same way. And so we need to be able to lean into conflict, healthy conflict, and have these passionate conversation. Recognize when we're starting to feel a little defensive, perhaps. You know, if, if we're having a, a, a heated, passionate conversation, and then we're starting to feel, okay, I'm, I'm starting to feel a little angry here. Okay, why is that? Take a moment, take a breath, take a pause. Why am I starting to feel that way? Check in with yourself. So there's a lot of self-awareness, self-regulation, and just that that ability to do that, which it takes time because uh, conflict is, is frequently uncomfortable. Having those conversations are frequently uncomfortable as you're having them. And yeah, it's so... Some, it's so, so it, no, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes um, you don't realize it, but you, you're the cause of the conflict. And, mm -hmm. and so, so when you come to realize this, it's like, okay, maybe, maybe it's something, um, maybe it's not them. Maybe it's something I'm doing as a leader that is just not working. That's just not the way that they communicate. That's just not the way. And, and so I think an, an effective leader is to get to know your people and know, hey, mm -hmm. this is how they communicate. This is how mm -hmm. it's, it, it, this is how they take to certain things. And so sometimes you have to look at yourself and be like, maybe I'm not approaching the situation the right way. 
Absolutely. It, because it goes, it goes both ways. As you just say, you know, you want to get your, to know your team members as yes. people kind right. of get to recognize that we all come in with our filters. We all come in <laughs> with our life experience. And so, yes, our team members, we have them, but as you just said, as leaders, yeah, we have them too. And so we come in and sometimes like, oh man, why is that team member being so argumentative? Wait, are they really, or is that a filter that we're bringing in from past experience? So we kind of always have to keep an eye on that as well and dig into that. Yeah, sometimes you got to catch yourself. It's okay. Sometimes it, it, it's, it is it's you, and when you realize it, you just like, all right, this is how I'm approaching now. So one, mm -hmm. of, the, one of the things I love about going live now is the, the audience participation and, and people commenting and, and leaving comments like, uh, Ben from the BS3 network, he goes, conflict does not does have a negative con connotation, connotation, but good point. There's healthy conflict. And yeah, it is. Sometimes it's good to have a good discussion. And yes, like you said, it might get passionate or heated about it, but at the end of the day, you both respect each other's opinions and, and, and you come to a, a healthy resolution. Absolutely. And sometimes I, I frequently say, if let's say I have my point of view of how something needs to be resolved, and let's say it's just two people, and the other person has their point of view of how something needs to be resolved. And we're both super passionate about, no, this is me, how I think it needs to be. And the other person, no, this is how it needs to be. Unless there are some like very obvious reasons why one of them cannot happen. Uh, I usually say push for a third option. And usually that option where it's neither completely both the person push for something completely different, a third, not even like a compromise, something, try to figure out if there's a completely different way of solving it. And, but with the two brains and those two different points of views, we usually come up with something that's even better that we had come up with individually. Yeah. yeah it's always, it's always good to come back to the drawing board and just like come to some kind of, mutual agreement where, Hey, listen, maybe we can apply a little bit of what you're saying and apply a little bit of what I'm saying and get the result that we both want. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, absolutely. And sometimes it takes like when we start to get a little too passionate, sometimes it's, it takes taking a moment and saying, okay, let's remind ourselves that we're on the same side. We're not fighting each other here. We're trying to come together to find a solution to this third thing. So let's, let's remind ourselves we're on the same side here. Okay. And sometimes just verbalizing it, it's just going to calm everything down. It's like, okay, right. We're, we're not, it's not me against you or you against me. It's, it's, we're just working together towards resol a resolution. So what made you go into this? What made you want to help build great leaders? That's actually kind of funny. Um, I I never pursued becoming an executive. That was not my path at all. I am not, I am one of those people who um, unfortunately didn't really know what she wanted. So my path was a little bit messy to getting to where I am today. Uh, actually, I was a translator for a while. I was an actor. Uh, I got into screenwriting. Uh, I was a copywriter. I did 
all kinds of things before I ended up on this path. And at one point, actually, uh, I, I love saying, which is pretty true, that uh, essentially my path to becoming an executive is when I left my government job and sold most of our belongings, our house, and uh, went sailing. And we were just living full time on a sailboat, and I was writing, you know, to earn income. And uh, and then, you know, after 13 months, we're like, hmm, this is a great adventure, not a lifestyle for us. Great adventure, but I think this isn't a lifestyle for us. And then we were like, um, so now what? <laughs> and so uh, then we ended up uh, buying a motorhome, and then we spent four years uh, full timing on a motorhome. And so we kind of spent five years, my husband and I spent five years uh, doing this nomadic thing, kind of just taking positions of convenience. And, you know, I could was building my writing business. And then uh, eventually, because while I was writing my building my writing business, I said, you know what, uh, I think I'm going to do something because I want a little bit of stable income while I'm, I'm doing this. So uh, I'm, I'm going to take a, a a position as an essentially an executive assistant with a software company. And I'm actually now the CEO of that software company. And it started just with, with me just wanting to help. I just wanted it. I could see things that I could improve. I could see things. And I just kept offering my help. And I just kept learning and reading and growing and doing all these things. And through eventually becoming the CEO, I discovered that looking back on my life, the, everything that I've done was because I wanted to have a positive impact on people. And, you know, looking back at when, uh, so I was a, a volunteer for a while with an immigrant association, uh, women immigrant association, where basically they pair you with a woman because usually the woman is the one that stays at home with the children and it's really hard for them to make friends and integrate society. And so they kind of pair you with a woman and then you kind of just take them out once a week and go out and do something. And so I did that. And then I became a big sister for a while, you know, volunteer, big sister, big brothers, big sisters. Mm -hmm. So I was a big sister. And uh, even through my acting, I always wanted to have that impact on someone and whether it, having impact doesn't mean necessarily, you know, the big conversations and I'm going to change your world. No, maybe sometimes it's just through entertainment, making someone feel a little bit understood or just even making them laugh so that they can forget their problems for a little bit. And I was doing the same with my writing. And so in becoming a leader in a positional leader now with like letters after my name, uh, <laughs> I found that, wow, I love this. This is exactly what I've been wanting to do. I just didn't know really how to do it. And so that's, that's why I just decided to go into this. Um, I have my own company where I do leadership and team training, but it's people centric because I really believe in that, that uh, ripple effect of leadership. I really believe that, you know, like we we're talking earlier, most people need to work. And so what if we had this mindset of treating people a little bit better, like having this, yes, okay, understanding that I'm going to provide you with good benefits. I'm going to provide you with a decent pay. I'm going to provide you with a really great place to be. I'm going to support you as an employee. I'm going to help you grow and find things that you enjoy and in exchange, you're going to do really great work and you're going to be like a really great employee that I can count on, a person that's going to you know, help fulfill the mission of the organization. And then 
when we have that understanding, then we have that opportunity as leaders to have that positive impact on that person who may then go home or even, you know, driving home and they get cut off. But hey, I was given a little bit of grace at work today. I'm going to extend a little bit of grace to that next person. Or maybe they get home and, you know, I, 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 um, I was, I learned how to embrace healthy conflict. And you know what, I, with my child right now, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm going to apply some of that embracing healthy conflict philosophy and do that with, with my child. You know, so I think that we have that opportunity for me. That's just amazing. It is. It is. So Ben also says, you, uh, what a great story you told. <laughs> he, he loved the fact Thank that you. You, you, know, you traveled and you sailed for 13 months and, and traveled travel uh, in a mobile home for the four years. So that, that's, listen, not everybody gets to the opportunity to actually to experience that in their life. They, they're so rooted with, oh, I, got, I need to stay here and, and work at this company for all these years and, and retire from there. They don't get to, to experience that. Hey, let me enjoy my life and let me experience. Yeah, we're Money is money is important and everything, but I, I we can work and do this here, but but still get to enjoy our life and experience life, and then when we're ready, we'll do, do head head into the next part of our lives. Exactly, exactly, and it's interesting because when I first started talking about doing this, uh, the comments that I I got from Sam was like you can't do that. You can't live on a boat. What are you doing? These are your prime earning years. You're ruining your life. You know, you won't be able, your career is going to be ruined, blah, 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 and all these things. And I'm like, hmm, I don't know. I think I'm doing pretty well. So, <laughs> but it provided me a lot of perspective. You know, I've, I've gained so much perspective from talking to people, from living different circumstances, from being in different places. It just, really opened my eyes, opened my mind, op opened myself, and I got to know myself better. And so I just think I'm, I'm a much better person for having experienced more things. Uh, no, I, I agree with you. So I agree with you 100%. I wish, I wish personally, I've had a few friends who after high school, they went and traveled Europe and all that. I wish I'd have, I, I would have done that and experienced that part of things. But no, it, it's cool to actually go and experience these live experiences. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I had some friends too, who did that right after high school. I was not in a position to do it at the time. Uh, and you know, that's fine. We all, we all find our own ways of, uh, of fulfilling those, those ideas of ex exploring and it, it, doesn't necessarily have to be travel. It, it can be other ways. It can be exploring a new career. It can be exploring art. It can be, you know, so many things. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be travel. Um, but yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It, to me, it's like um, my wife, I love my wife. She's amazing. And when we first started talking, one of the things she said to me was, um, Do you have a passport? And I'm like, uh, no. She says, well, we're going to have to fix that because I do like to travel. And to me, that was like, mm, this is like, to me, that was one of the sexiest things she could have ever said to me. Because it was like, she, she actually wants to go on vacation and tr and travel. Okay. that She had plans. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> so to have someone like that and, and she's very supportive of what I'm doing with my partner, like 
she's seen the passion that I have for doing my podcast and for and for everything I'm doing with with my production company and everything. And she lets me record it, but she but I have to make sure I make time for her. Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone has to have that balance, I think, um, you know, to, to fulfill those various areas in our lives. You know, it's so amazing. I love that you speak so lovingly of your wife and I also have an amazing husband. Uh, <laughs> but it's so great to have those people in our lives that are kind of they are positive voices, unlike the negative voices that I brought up earlier. Who are like, you can't do this. These positive voices in our lives are supportive and going, hey, that's such a cool idea. Why and not? It, but it's crazy because it's the people that you know that be having that have those negative voices. Mm-hmm. And then it, it's the people that you meet along the way that they see that you're happy and they encourage you. Because a lot of my friends that I've met through podcasting are some of my biggest fans and some of my biggest supporters. Nice. And then and then you get some some of my family members that don't even know I have a podcast mm-hmm. or don't even wow. know of any of the things that I'm doing. But, but if they were to, I'm sure if they, some of them would have been like, Oh, what are you doing? You're 40 something years old. What are you thinking about starting a podcast now? What is oh mm-hmm. podcast? What do you know about podcasting? So it's those comments that just like discourages a lot of people. They'd be like, Oh, you're yep. probably right. You know, maybe mm-hmm. why, why am I doing it? Why should I do it? Yep. Absolutely. And that's why, you know, it, it it's, Part of it is not being afraid. I'm going to use the word to fail. Not everything is going to work out as we have planned it in life. And that's okay. It's yeah. okay that if we do something, because those same negative voices, you just know that if it doesn't work out, they're going to be the first people coming around. Exactly. Exactly. And and if it does work out, they will not be the first people to go. Congratulations. They're like, <laughs> but, oh, that'll be the first ones to hate on you. This kind of yes. <laughs> Yes, exactly. (laughs) But it's like if we kind of adopt that idea that, hey, failure is not a bad thing. It just it's a redirection. It's lessons learned. Okay, that didn't work out. That's okay. I'm going to go and learn from this and do something else. So last week I interviewed a fellow podcaster and she, she was like, I commend you for doing live and doing video. She says, I just can't do it because I'm waiting for the perfect time to, so I'm ready. And, and, and I came and says, no, I says, you're going to be waiting forever because it's never going to be perfect. (laughs) It's never going to be perfect. You're never going to learn if you know how to do it. If you're not attempting it, you, you need to fail. It is not a bad thing to fail, but you're learning from your mistakes. So technically it's not, it's more lessons than, and then failure. That's how I look at it. And so she was like, Okay, you make a lot of sense with that because it, to me, it, it, to me, she was already failing by making up the excuses. Oh, I'm not ready till it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, you're never going to be perfect because the only way, the only way for you to get better is from you from you actually attempting to do it and yep. continuously practicing and doing it and doing it, and then eventually you'll get to somewhere where you're almost good, but you're never going to be perfect. <laughs> better <laughs> you'll get better with every episode honestly i promise exactly. you you will get better with every episode but you have to go out and step and do it you can't just be like no i gotta wait till i'm perfect wait, wait till i'm ready well you're never gonna be ready because you're not gonna know if you're capable of doing it 
Exactly. And if, if you're not trying it, then how can you, first of all, discover whether you enjoy it or not, if you don't yeah. actually lean into it and try it, or if as soon as you try, it's like, Oh, immediate. Oh, it's not working out. Okay. Like, no, no, give it a shot, like stumble, recognize that it takes time. Just lean into it, go for it, give it a shot, grow. And then either you're going to become like better, you're going to improve and you'll be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. This is working out. Yeah. I'm enjoying this. Or you're going to be like, you know what? I tried it. It wasn't for me. Either way you win because then you know something that you no longer want to do instead of just sitting there going, I wish I could. I wish I had the courage to, I wish I weren't afraid to, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Tony, uh, says, Hey, Hey, Tony, how you doing? He's a, he's a fellow podcaster. Uh, he's been very supportive, been coming on my show recently. Aww. And, 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 and like I said, it's, it, I do the live because, because of this, because then he, 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 can, he comments feel for yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. He says, Failure is temporary is a temporary state where the most valuable lessons are learned. Absolutely. And, and, and I love when they're able to interact because now it makes them, it makes this their show as well. So yes, this is my podcast, but it's their show as well. Cause now they're leaving their comments. They're leaving, they're leaving their opinions that yes. some of them might drop some really good gems that I might be like, Ooh, I needed to hear that one. Yep. That's a good one. Yep. So yep. this to me is being able to, Again, it was the, I started strictly audio. I went to pre-recorded video to now the last few months doing live shows. And th that was just the evolution. That was just me learning and growing. And I still do strict, yeah. I still do my audio. I upload audio and release that. But this was just the evolution of the show. It was just meant for me to go from this, from learning from here, improving, getting good at, and deciding finally when I had some coaches come on and say, because I was using StreamYard to record the audio, but okay. I wasn't recording the video. And okay. I had some branding strategists come on and they're like, so you don't do video? And I'm like, no, not yet. I'm, I am I, I did the same thing she did. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not ready. I'm working. Yeah. I'm not ready. I'm, I'm working on it. And they're like, so you don't do video? And I'm like, no, not, not yet. Soon, hopefully soon. And the third time they go, so you don't do video? Record. Yes, I do video yes. now. <laughs> I, I do, do now. now. <laughs> yes, I do it now. And they're like, see, that's you're coachable. That's that's what we love to hear. We love your yeah. you're coachable and you're you're willing to learn. That's a great sign. That's a great sign. And since then I've I did video. But to nice. me, it made sense to me, but it was just again, I was making the excuses to why I should I'm not ready. Mm -hmm. The video's gonna suck. I'm not, but yeah. It, it made sense. It made sense, and it, and I, I'm glad that they pushed me to go and and step out of that zone and step out of making those excuses to just that's video now. Yeah. And and with every episode, it's an improvement. With every guest I have, every time I go li live, it's 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 great. I feel like every episode it's better than the last one. Yeah, yeah, and that's fantastic. And that's that's the whole embracing that it it's okay to fail in, in that same thing that if we were, if you were just sitting there going, no, uh, I can't because it's, I need to be perfect. And if I make a mistake, then, oh, it's the end of the world. And you know, my life will crumble. No, it won't. Like you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, but you have to go out and, and, and attempt it. And, 
Mm-hmm. And that's a sign to me of a great leader, someone that knows where their weakness is and they're mm-hmm. willing to work at it because they know they need improve. They need to improve. And the only way they're going to improve is by doing it. No yes. matter regardless how many times you fail, let's just keep going, keep doing it. Just eventually you're going to master it. It takes, it takes time, but eventually you will master it and you get to the point where you can do it with your eyes closed. Yes. Yes. And I would say to come back to those, those bosses, I would say that some of them are so afraid of admitting that they failed or that they were wrong in front like of the team. Yes. So they're going to fall in that trap of rationalizing instead of saying, okay, this didn't work out. So let's try something else. No, no, no. So this was my idea. And I had to be I, I, I'm always right. And therefore, uh, okay, let's push on, even though it's not working at all and everything's breaking. It's like, no, you have to have that, that humility again, that the lack of ego, be able to say, eh, you know what, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And, and we'll figure out something else and we'll push forward. Absolutely. Definitely. You have to, you have to figure it out and, and push forward. You can't, you can't be like, oh man, uh, I feel sorry. You can't feel sorry about yourself. You, mm-hmm. you you have to you're gonna have to take that lesson and just be like you know what all right, it's it's when you keep repeating the same mistake over and over and over. Like, dude, you you tell me you didn't learn it from the twenty first the first yeah. one <laughs> you did it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yes, there's that, and and also that that concept <laughs> of a the sunken cost. It's called the sunken cost trap, I think, and it's that that idea that if you spent a lot of time doing something or, or working toward a, a resolution, whether it's time, money, or other ways, if you spent a lot of that resources in that, that you're like, well, I spent so much time doing this, therefore I must continue down this path. No. Like recognize, nope, you know what? Didn't work out. That's okay. I don't care that you put on all this time, all this effort. It's not working out. It's not working out. You're better off cutting your losses now than pushing, seeing it to the end, really having it fail spectacularly, and then not learn from it. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you 100% on that. And to me, if I don't learn from that one first time that mistake, this it's like, I can't continue to do the same thing over and over again. It's, it's just... You have to realize, like, hey, this isn't working. Let, let me uh, go back to drawing board. Let me try to figure out a way. Or maybe find someone who can help me overcome yes. this obstacle. Maybe mm-hmm. some, there's a mentor or a coach or someone that can help me see something that I'm not seeing. That's exactly it. Seeking other perspectives. Trying to see, it's like, okay, well, I'm me with my own mind and my own ideas and my own thoughts. And as much as I try to see all perspectives, it's still just my brain with my experience and my filters and all the things. So if I go and seek out other perspectives, hey, different brain, different filters, different life experiences, great. Maybe they can point out something that I don't know. And even if it's not like, yes, it's great if it's an expert, but even if it's not an expert, it can help even just to talk to someone. So there's this um, this concept in software, and I'm going to butcher this, but there's this concept in software. It's called, I think it's rubber ducking. I think that's what it's called. But the whole concept is uh, there was this the developer who uh, was trying to figure out a problem in the code base. And so then he took a little actual rubber duck and put it in front of him and was trying to explain to the rubber duck, taking line by line, explaining the code to figure out the problem. Just the fact of verbalizing what was going on in front in the code base 
gave him the idea, oh, that's probably how to solve it. And so the, the term kind of stuck. And so now they say, hey, I could use a rubber duck. And it's literally just talking to someone else about whatever it is you're trying to solve. And even if that person's not an expert, just talking it out frequently gets our brain to uh, think about it differently. I don't know why, but it works. <laughs> oh, the brain is, a, is an amazing thing. You'd be amazed at at things you can you can figure out by if you willing to just sit down and, and learn and 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 be willing and be willing to accept what the message anyone is trying to help you mm. trying to help deliver to you because sometimes yes. we're we're stuck in our own head we're stuck in our own minds we're we're we're, we're like no I'm going to do it my way it has to be my way your way is not always the right way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And that whole idea that um, <laughs> just because somebody disagrees with you doesn't mean they don't understand. <laughs> that whole, oh, I've seen this so many times that uh, you're you're explaining someone, something to someone and the person just, just keeps, no, 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 no. But you see that, no, no, I understand. It's I don't agree. And here's why. <laughs> and it's okay. <laughs> Oh man, and then that's, that's to me. What when I first one of the first few like I don't know, probably episode thirty something, forty something, somewhere in there, I had a guest on, and I told them I felt like I was being selfish because I was learning so much from all my guests, and Aww. I was and I was, and they go, no, that's that's just self love, and the fact mm. that you're you're sharing this with your audience, there's nothing selfish about that. That's yeah. just you wanting, yes, you're, you're, you're learning from this, but so is your audience. Now, I would say you're selfish if you were just to hoard all the information and not release <laughs> any of it. But then then maybe it's just you're, only, you're, being, you're just in it for yourself. But the fact that you're sharing it with your audience and you're, and you're giving them the same knowledge that you're receiving, that's like, that's self-love. That's, not, that's selfless. That's, that's you wanting to share with other people. And you wanting to help other people as well, and and by me doing my show, it, it's giving me purpose. Is it's to be able to touch like Tony? He, he's a great dude. I, we we actually spoke for the first time this past week, and he comes, he shares, he goes, oh, yeah. he goes, he he says you have to be willing to hone your skills and, and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. he, people people project on the, on one another is tricky, and it's just so many different things. And to be and to be able to have them interact and see like, oh, that that bit she just gave to us, I can apply it. I could use that. That's something I. Mm -hmm. So for me to be able to have this platform and reach, I don't care if it's one, two, three, five thousand, one person, yeah. two person. The fact that I'm I'm helping one person, yes, to me is amazing. Yes. Yes, that is so awesome. And sorry, I'm smiling. It is a reason I'm smiling. I'm just coming back to imagining you you <laughs> recording all the podcasts going, mine, mine, mine. I'm not sharing any of <laughs> No, let's just power. Ha ha ha. Anyway. Uh, yes. So no, I think it's it's really awesome. It's beautiful what you just said. That the, and I think it comes back to that, right? You are being that leader, that person who is like if I reach one person, if one person hears something and it impacts them in a positive way and helps them figure something out, 
no matter what it is, it helps them figure something out. It's such an incredible feeling. And so, you know, like you just said, like you're just willing to put yourself out there and be like, yep, here I am. And I'm going to do this show. And I have this desire to just help people. And, and at the same time, I'm learning, this is great. So yeah. I, I get to, I get to grow and develop as a person and my audience gets to grow and develop with me at the same time. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed to, to do what I love to do and to actually find my purpose. Cause mm-hmm. prior to my 40, prior to me turning 44, I, I had a well-paying job. I, 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 I love, like I said, I have a beautiful wife. I have, I love my family but I didn't have a purpose. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was meant to do with mm-hmm. my life. I didn't know what, what, what was my path. And for me to find podcasting and find this platform and discover that I do have something to offer this plate. Nice. This and I do have something to offer other people. Yes. And, and it's me being able to have these great conversations, me being able to make my guests feel comfortable where they're just having a good time, having a, a great conversation and not realizing that, Hey, we're, this is, this is fun. This is not, yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't want it. To, I don't want, I don't want people to come on my podcast and it'd be uh, the, the, the boring where they're just spewing whatever. But when it's a great conversation like this, where we're laughing, having a great time mm-hmm. and people are still learning and benefiting yeah. from it. That's amazing. That's a feeling I love because it's providing a need that people out there yes. are seeking. Oh, Yes. Yes. There's such a need for this positivity, for this helping, helping each other out, empowering each other. I'm going to say, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. And just being authentic in a very, um, I'm just going to say it in a, in a, in a very undramatic way, you know, just being there and showing value and not necessarily being, Look at me! Yeah. Oh my, you know, you know what I'm going with it. I know that. Yes, I am providing value. So now I'm gonna, you know, look at me. I'm sobbing. I'm being authentic. Like, okay, calm down there. Yeah. So, no need to bring all the drama. You can be authentic and be, you know, like we are right now. So. Just having a good time and talking. Yeah. So, so Tony puts down transparency. Yes, it's it's, it's mm-hmm. he goes um. The most important factor you're following your purpose exactly yes. exactly and then he goes we cannot we cannot be great to start you must start to be great yes <laughs> yes it's absolutely you have to and and he, he that's and again priceless and empathy yes that's something that's that's very key a lot of people don't know mm-hmm. don't know what what it is to be empathetic with someone or to like put yourself in someone else. Like for me, at one time I was having an issue at work with a certain person, and and I for a while, for a minute, I thought it was all on him. It was all his fault. And then I was like, let me put myself in his shoes and let me kind of see if it's really me. Maybe it's mm-hmm. it's probably me. And so when I looked at the, at the the situation from that perspective, our relationship started changing. We're not friends. Mm-hmm. But it, it's yeah. gotten to the we've got it's gotten to the point where we're working peacefully and not having any issues because I I decided to look at it from a different sp- perspective and not be like oh it's just him just him it's just him I played my part in it as well and when I sat back and looked at what what I could have done differently 
to make the interaction flow differently mm-hmm. is when things started changing for the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it it's so important that we take that when we were talking about filters earlier, right? And that's exactly what you did. You're, you're like, okay, a little bit of introspection, maybe it's me. And you talked about, oh, we're not, we're not going to be, I think you said friends. Um, and so what? Like, we're not, <laughs> we don't go to work to make friends. Like exactly. we may, we may, uh, we may develop friendships. Yes. Some people may become friends, but we don't have to be friends with everyone. Like yeah. it, we, but we do have to uh, work with each other. We res- have to work exactly. With each other. We have to be, uh, I don't want to say necessarily even respect each other, but we must be respectful of each other. So, yes. so we have to, you know, be civil and more than civil, like be able to collaborate and that kind of thing. Uh, Even if deep deep down, we're like, wow, like outside work, we would never be friends. friends. (laughs) We would never hang out. Yeah, we would never, there's nothing, like we have no, our philosophies are so completely different, mindsets completely different, but at least like we can, the the time that we have to spend together, hey, we're going to be- exist, definitely. Exactly. And maybe even share a laugh. Yeah, and and it's changed. It's changed our relationship. Like I said, it's it's we're not friends, but we're able now to, like you said, we can share a laugh now. Like we we can joke around and, and share a laugh. But again, it 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 takes sometimes it takes you re- looking at the situation from, a, not from your perspective, but from a different perspective, and see where you can work work it out to where maybe it is something that you're doing wrong that you might want to approach at, approach it differently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And again, if if you approach it from a place that coming back to that whole concept of it's okay to not be perfect, it's okay, you know, to have some like, some failures yeah. or anything like that. If we approach it from that, then it's less scary to admit that we have our part to play in in something, to admit that, oh, you know what? Yeah, that that uh, that thing that I did, it wasn't great. I'm not super proud of that. So, okay, that's okay. And then because we're okay with that, then we're not going to take it to the extreme where it's going to be, oh, no, I'm a bad person. Oh, you know, all these things like, no. So it did. Yeah, you had a, you had a moment where it wasn't as stellar as your usual other moments. So that's okay. Accept it. Maybe apologize if necessary. And we'll all move on. Absolutely. All right, so oh, this has been great. I've had a great time speaking to yeah, you. This has, me been, too. This, has been, this has been fun. This has been a lot of fun. So now it's the time of the show where you get to you get the solo layout. You'll be on the screen and you get to plug away. Plug away. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you so much. This was really great. I really appreciate it. Um, if anyone out there has uh, interest in people centric leadership, just uh, please look me up. I am on YouTube at Jocelyn Maury Nurse. I uh, also have my own site, lexentis.com. I have some courses to help. And I also uh, love to just connecting with people. So find me on LinkedIn. All right. Yes. I've, I'm, I've, I'm following you on LinkedIn. I'm following you on Instagram. Um, I subscribe to your YouTube channel. So I'll put all those in the description so people can definitely check them out and, and share. And if anybody wants to go check out her, that no, Definitely people they need to check out her website. Check out whatever links I put. <laughs> any of the links I put in the descriptions, y'all need to click on it and check it out and support, man, because she is she's amazing. I, I love her energy. She has some great energy. So definitely y'all need to go support her. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. This was really great. Like, honestly, at times I forgot that we were doing a, a live an interview. I was like, this is great. We're just chatting. <laughs> and and but people people think like um that I, I don't script my show because this is a, I want it to be as as authentic. I just want us to just mm -hmm. have a great conversation. Yes, we're gonna talk about what you're specializing in, but at the same time, I want people to see that hey, you're a regular person. And we can just have a regular conversation and as well talk about what you're here to talk about. Mm -hmm. And it and and I've been blessed that I've had some amazing guests come on and, and everybody's everybody comes and they go, you know what? It's easy to talk to you. <laughs> and and I, and I love that. I love the fact that I'm easy to talk to and that I get to people, I get people to open up and have a great time. So. Absolutely. And you know what? I would say that that is one more reason why you do so well and why you're progressing so well is because of that. I, I, I hesitate to call it a gift because you probably worked at it. <laughs> but that having that is something that not everybody has. Not everybody's easy to talk to. <laughs> no, no, not at all. But uh, don't leave just yet. OK, we're going to chat a little bit after after the broadcast. But um, thank you so much. It's been great. Thank you so much. It has. It was awesome. All right, so now it is time for shout outs. Big shout out to everybody who came through, man. Uh, Tony, Ben, Obimey, my man uh, Rod from uh, the Rod Uncensored podcast. Thank you guys for coming through and, and uh, sharing and, and, sh and supporting the show, man. I love it. I appreciate you guys. And I'm just keep coming through. And if y'all got questions when I got a guest on, y'all already know I'll, I'll let I'll share it with the guests. But once again, thank you guys. Uh, big shout out to my real wise fam, Brandy J, Poppy J. Love you guys. Big shout out to my to the boss lady, Fina. I appreciate you, baby, and I appreciate all you do for me. And a big shout out to our guest, Jocelyn Morin Nurse, for coming through and and sharing her great energy. I love it when I have a guest that has some phenomenal energy, man. I love it. And as always, a big big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless y'all. Be safe. You know how your boy Wise does it. Peace out.